is up everyone and welcome to the podcast. I have decided to do something which I like to do occasionally, not all the time, which is to just record and then naturally see where, you know, where things head uh, and it'll inevitably head into one of the currently 109 of the podcast outlets have been established um, with a total of at the current number about 302 planned in total of just receptacles essentially and uh this just is so joy bringing i know i'm 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 probably causing a lot of you to to your eyes to widen and your jaws to drop a little bit but um gosh it is just so i just love work that sort of absorbs me you know um and yeah that distracts me and and you know you want you you want to you want to be keeping your head down in in a year like this for sure um but as i go over them i'll actually give you a few teasers so um just to kind of show you what's been established uh, so we've got adult swim alan moore alien apes assassin's creed avatar avowed which it's crazy now avowed has been joined by by the Elder Scrolls, they're they are platform siblings. So there you go. Um, Beyond Good and Evil, Barsoom, Batman, Bioshock, Black Myth, Blade Runner. Black Myth is is going to be interesting. We can definitely dive into that at some point. Blomkamp, because I really really love Neil Blomkamp and his works. Um, James Bond, so Bond. Carnival Row, which I don't think we'll be seeing a season two until about 2022 with COVID and everything um castlevania and then we have uh one second second choice yep um we have conan conan the barbarian fuck yes cyberpunk and then we go into dnd and dc comics del toro who is an absolute kindred spirit and i cannot wait for nightmare alley for sure uh destiny um could be interesting to dive into a Destiny podcast, uh, really speculate upon that, but I just want to see a little bit more progress on Bundy's end towards showing almost basically any interest whatsoever in um, in, in that you know third-person RPG, which I really believe it should be, that series. Um, Devil May Cry, we have after that, and I saw somewhere something saying that it um, on the Reddit actually that they they're happy with it ending at five, and I'm like, no, dude, like six, man. And you can go into prequels, like three was a prequel, just like how Metal Gear Three was a prequel. So you can go Metal um, Devil May Cry six, and oh, excuse me, yawning, and you can go, you know, way back into the future, way into the sorry, way way back into the past, and way forward into the future if you wanted to so that's totally still open um then you have disney and distillers is my like go-to punk band and that'll sort of be my hub for punk music including like i love um no effects and um um, you know blink 182 and a few other yeah good times um double fine after that you know brutal legend 2 let's fucking make it happen Dragon Age, we have Dune, which is up to its fourth episode soon, uh, Elder Scrolls, uh, Everwild, Fable, Fallout, 
Final Fantasy. Uh, Fleet Foxes, which we actually recently tried to do an episode of, but um, I think you know people must have misunderstood the recording time, so that didn't go through. But beautiful new album, Shore, by them. Game of Thrones. Uh, Ghibli, or Ghibli. Ghost, as in the band Ghost. Ghostbusters, God of War. Gojira, one of my absolute favorite bands. Very kindred. Uh, Halo, Hellblade, Henson, some Jim Henson. Horizon. Oh, by the way, I've got um, Philosopher's Stone running in the background. That's just background stuff, you know. Um, indie, Indiana Jones. Really stoked to see that and see how that pans out. I really might be controversial, but I quite, I think um, the third, so the fourth film was actually my favorite. Yeah. Shut off the podcast if you must, but I just, I prefer the way that that movie plays out than any of the others, and I prefer the visuals, and yeah, it definitely makes me an outlier, and you know, to each their own. Hopefully you can respect my stance as much as I respect yours for liking what you like, but you know, you never know. Uh, Kojima, going from the J's into the K's, Kojima's the, the, the first K that we go into. Actually, after this podcast, maybe in the middle of it, I might be doing some Kojima admin, um, you know, really getting all of the outlets all standardized. It just takes a lot of work. But once I finally figured out the formula of, you know, recording the base show and then distributing into the other outlets, by then I'd already done a couple of versions of how to lay things out and episode counts and stuff. So I just, there's just a bunch of admin to do, but looking forward to it. Um, Kung Fury, which is going to be my hub for like 80s ridiculousness. So stoked about that. Kurosawa, um, Last Airbender, Last of Us, Legacy of Kane. Let's see a sequel, definitely, or a reboot. Would be wonderful. Uh, or a remake. Lord of the Rings, Magic the Gathering, Mad Max, Mars Volta, Marvel, uh, Mass Effect, and Monsters, which is just, you know. Um, Monsters, yes, Mastodon. So I'm recording tomorrow with um, Richie Beckett who has made art for Mastodon's um, few records, Cold Dark Place, Medium Rarities, which is the recent compilation album, and also the White Walkers single as well, and some posters. Um, Matrix we have after that, which I think is really going to, you know, activate in the release year of the sequel, which I, I believe is 2022 now. Mel Brooks, I love that, love that man and his works. Metroid, Mighty Boosh, which is now established. Looking forward to new developments with that. Um, Mignola, Miyazaki, Monster Hunter, Monsterverse, Monsters. Um, ooh. Oh, by the way, earlier when I said Monsters, I actually meant Masters. So I got them confused because they look very similar. And it's 3.22 a.m. So, yeah rewinding a bit so just swap them around so masters is yeah masters of the universe this is monsters so universal monsters um mortal combat narnia nava which is matt nava uh, who is a um i've coined the term navaesque to describe his works which is you know from journey onward he really sort of set a bit of a template for an often often used and emulated kind of shamelessly emulated um template of the art game and um, he built, he himself built off of Fumito, but didn't do an imitation of Fumito. He took what Fumito did and, and did his own thing. And, and the art direction of um, 
uh, of journey has been very often replicated and um, it's become a subgenre of its own. So I'm just going to start that podcast to highlight that and get that term out there, you know, Nevaesque, which goes in, in line with the composer of this title's Wintry, who I've got, also got an outlet dedicated to him. And then you have a never-ending story, Nintendo, Nolan, Oddworld, Order, Oz, Pirates, PlayStation, Prince of Persia. Um, just hint, hint, uh, what we're about to be discussing is, I've in the course of going over these topics, it's just a curious thing to, as a way, almost like not an icebreaker, but like a way to start the show, I have decided um, what I want to talk about, and it is coming up. So, hint, hint. Uh, Prince of Persia, Red Dead, Remedy. Resident Evil, which I'm really looking forward to more from Village, and it's going to be the first, can you believe it, the first Resident Evil that I fully commit to experiencing, start to finish, PS5 graphics, um, I think I've explained myself about how graphics are important to me, but they are equally important to everything else, so let's just say gameplay has been, you know, I would say Mario 64 has phenomenal 10 out of 10 gameplay, but 1 out of 10 graphics, you know, and I just I'm I'm all I'm I'm all here for ten out of ten everything. So a lot of people have a, a bit of a trigger towards that and say that if you value graphics then you don't value anything else. It's like no, I just I can't I just like why wouldn't you want to play something in its best most best looking incarnation and preferably for me at least personally you know not speaking for everyone but in its most photoreal incarnation that you could. So again, this whole medium and I'll say it over and over again. I'll never run out of breath for it. Is the um, most lifelike of the creative mediums in that it um, requires you to participate actively. It's can't, it's not just like music where you can just sort of, uh, or film or series where you just click a button and sit back. You actually need to participate. And we, you know, look at your arm, look at the bed in front of you or the whatever. It's like we are, we live in a photoreal world and we are immersed in it. And because there is this act of immersion, this act of participating, why not echo that and emulate that? There's always been a discord for me, a disconnect when the graphics are a bit too cartoony. Imagination can help with that, which is going to be the case with Hogwarts Legacy. I've got no issues with that being a little bit stylized because I'll be bringing a lot of my own imagination and immersion into that, you know. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil 8. I'm looking forward to the imagery and the kind of the Eastern, Europe, sort of the European kind of vibe. Got Silent Hill. Star Trek, Star Wars, Starfield, Stephen King, Stranger Things, The Sword, who I've spoken with a few times, Tame Impala, Terminator, Tim Burton, which is, uh, I think in the next few years, there's going to be a bit of a re-examination of his works, just to kind of go through the thing and um, sort of see where he's at. Maybe even get on the show at some point, depending on how mellow and introverted he wants to be, and just kind of have a chat. Tool, Tron, Ueda, Uncharted, Valerian, Warcraft. Warhammer Wintry, as in Austin Wintry, who does the music for Nava's games. Love that dude. And we're going to do a album by album and track by track kind of immersion into, you know, his storytelling. It's going to be really worthwhile. Uh, Wizarding World, Wonderland. And here it is. Xbox is what I want to be talking about tonight. And then followed by YouTube and Zelda. So that's a, at least one outlet per letter for that. Total of 109. Xbox, Xbox, Xbox. Okay. Uh, I'm taking my time because guess what? Xbox definitely took their time. 
with, you know, apparently it was since 2018 that they were in early talks with Bethesda. I am so happy that they bought it. And this is as someone who is not really going to be picking one up until the likes of The Elder Scrolls is out. I don't think I'll even pick it up for Starfield when Elder Scrolls is out. And if it is exclusive, I will be. Um, and I am a PS5, you know, a Sony backer who is emphatically happy at the very real possibility. I think it's a, a lock-in. People are still saying possibility simply because it hasn't been written out, you know, in full somewhere. But I firmly believe and I'm very, I would be very happy to hear, and I will be very happy to hear because it is happening to me, that The Elder Scrolls will be exclusive to Xbox. Please, like, I've just been forever saying, like, give me an excuse to buy your console again. Like, please. And they've done that. And that's a huge feat, which I never thought would happen, you know? So I hope that stays. I hope they do stay exclusive because it makes things balanced, you know? That's all you, that's all you want. You want, you want, um, yeah, you don't, I don't like seeing people get, like, beat up in the corner and, and vilified and, ridiculed and I just think it's it's impossible to do that now and they made a perfect rebalancing move it just feels like everything is in balance now like you know there was just something very suspicious about Sony having let's just say like a good five hand like a handful of really you know like Nathan Drake and Bloodborne and like um, very like her, like Aloy from Horizon like very recognizable silhouettes and properties that are just the things that immediately come to mind and for the longest time uh, Microsoft just had one which was Master Chief just like that one dude um, you know Nintendo it's no contest I think they, they're the king of it which is they have and I love them too and I want them obviously to keep playing on um, uh, you know PlayStation if that's even a possibility but I'm happy for them to give me again an excuse to get a Switch Pro which will be Zelda for me mostly and this is out of love and like love and light to everyone, you know, who sees Nintendo as more, but currently uh, Nintendo is just overwhelmingly, until they show something like Banjo 3 or um, Jeff Force Gemini 2 or, um, you know, Diddy Kong Racing 2 or whatever, like, it, or Metroid 4, which, you know, we'll dive into that on the Matrix podcast. Like, and, and until they do that, um, you know, it's very much a Zelda machine to me, uh, my Switch. And, That'll be the case, um, I believe, digitally, with the Switch Pro. And I think the Switch Pro, by the way, is going to have two options. One, completely digital, with no slot to put things, because that'll just be more cost-efficient, I guess, because, you know, when you, yeah, always leaving a hollow space inside something costs money. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I, at least that maybe that, I'm a bit tired, so maybe that's a, a wrong guesstimation. Um yeah oh my gosh i'm so glad because now microsoft has like a, a nice lovely handful they have corvo for example can become an xbox kind of you know icon um doom guy you know the slayer he's an icon now standing alongside master chief right um once things recover um we'll have i believe hopefully it won't lead to like a walkout or anything um you know, that's, yeah, Xbox, folks, I'm so stoked, I'm so stoked, so just a brief little show, just to kind of 
just to kind of catch you up on, on my thoughts on that, so I'm so positive about it. So, good times, everyone. Until next time, bye for now.